Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to What's Your 9 to 5 on the show today. She is a student liaison for the YMCA. Um, everybody, please welcome Stephanie Van Jeem. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm great. Thank you. That's awesome. So, um, first off, just uh, introduce everybody. Um, um, tell us a little bit about your job, about yourself, and uh, how you got into your job. Okay, sure. Um, so, as mentioned, I'm Stephanie Van Jeem. I work for YMCA Employment uh, in the youth programs. Um, some of you might know me. I'm the student liaison for uh, JDSS and Gray Highlands. Um, that means I work with students at those schools to help with job searching, resume writing, interview skills, uh, whatever their need is. Um, I also um, facilitate part of our programming that we have for our youth at the YMCA. How I came into my job, I actually came in through, I was a housing worker with YMCA and then um, kind of got a niche to come into the employment side of things. I was watching some of my colleagues work the Youth Job Connection Program, and I really, you know, got interested in that. And that's how I, I came into the role. I, there was an opportunity that I, I focused on and went for, and that's why I'm here today. Awesome. I like that story to get into it. So <laughs> Thank how, you. tell us about the Youth Job Connection going on. What is that? And where do people oh. look find it? Okay, yeah. So at the YMCA, we um, we deliver and administer the Youth Job Connection and the Youth Job Connection Summer Programs. There's two separate programs, um, and they are um, funded by the ministry. And the Youth Job Connection um, regular program is 60 hours of pre-employment training. Um, it is that program is geared towards uh, Youth who are 15 to 29 years of age um, are not at school, not working, and are, are needing, you know, help to get into the workforce. Uh, and what we do is we offer 60 hours of paid pre-employment training. The training um, revolves around job readiness skills, uh, overcoming barriers, utilizing supports that they, they might not have realized were available to them and and discovering possible further training so maybe maybe when we get to the end of the 60 hours um they determine a job is not the right setting at the moment so we look for additional training additional supports for them to continue and then as part of the program for those who are ready to go off to work they work with our job developer who um will then help them to find a placement with a local employer based on what their skill sets are, based on what their goals are, et cetera. So the job developer and the youth and the employer will all work together to determine uh, a placement. And the hopes is that at the end of the placement, the employer um, you know, is happy with their performance and they keep them on in there. They have a part-time or full-time job, whatever their goal was. Um, but if not, at least that will also give them some more experience for their resume. Um, and then at the end of their placement, we, we still keep in touch with them um, for approximately a year after. And we are able to help them through if they have any coaching 
you know, needs or any other support needs or mentoring or anything along those lines. Sometimes, you know, they, they've, they've done well at their placement, but now they're looking for their next steps. So then we help them with that as well. The 20 hour program is a program that is quite similar, but it's geared towards the uh, 15 to 18 year olds who are still in school and are looking for their first part-time job or, you know, they had difficulty in employment before. So they, they need a little bit of uh, guidance and support to, to become job ready. So we do the same thing, but it's only 20 hours. It's not 60 hours. And so we, we take them on for 20 hours of free employment training, get them, you know, job ready as much as, you know, we can. It, it, it's, it's a process considering the, a lot of these kids are going off to their first jobs. Um, and again, we do the same thing. We have a job developer work with them and their local employers and, and set them up with a job placement. And that placement, sometimes it's just for the summer. It, it might just be their summer placement and then they're back in school in the fall. Or sometimes we, we um, run the program during the year and it's for people who want a part-time after school job. The same, same thing. Um, we're, the hopes is that they're able to stay with their placement after, if not, at least they have gained experience and have added something to their, um, to the resume. Hey, all you youth out there from grades six to 12, you can earn up to $450 this summer to run a summer business. The Sogging Summer Startup Program has applications due on May 7th, so hurry up. Last program, they supported 41 youth to start 34 businesses. So come on, guys, get on this. It'll be a great thing. Applications are due on May 7th. Man, that is so cool. You guys, <laughs> like, I know it's so, it must be so scary for, a lot, I know, a lot of youth. Or it's it's a whole new experience, right? You know, applying for a job, you know, getting those resumes done. So, Going off of that, what are some things that um, employers look for in a youth resume? Because obviously, some a lot of youth resumes aren't going to have a lot of experience with different jobs on them. So what are some kind of main things that employers look for on a youth resume that pop out? Yeah, that's that's a great question. That's a question that a lot of youth um, worry about, right? That's, that's something that they worry about. It's their first job. They don't have any experience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a lot of different things that employers are looking for. So right off the bat, of course, they're going to look for experience on a resume that connects to the job that they're posting for. Um, they're going to get some kids that may have previous experience in those exact positions. And, you know, it might be easy then to just choose from those um, applicants. However, they also look a little further. They understand, a lot of employers understand these are first jobs for youth. So they look for other items on the resume that can show them transfer transferable skills. So maybe a youth has volunteered um, somewhere and that volunteer opportunity, even though it's not the same role, they didn't, they didn't do the same tasks or whatever, an employer can look at the tasks that that, that uh, student would have done in that volunteer role and see how that would transfer over to the role that they have. Um, they can say, oh, well, if they can handle those tasks in that volunteer position, then by all means, they're going to be able to handle the tasks that I'm going to give them for this role. Um, and so those experiences that you may not 
you know, think about are, are the things like the volunteer hours that you have to do. Um, students have to do 40 hours of volunteer work prior to um, leaving high school. That goes on your resume. That counts. That's experience. Mm -hmm. um, also, maybe you volunteered with a, a charity, uh, helped with the Relay for Life or, or helped at um, your church or whatever. You know, maybe you were responsible for helping in the, the uh, babysitting room. That that goes onto your resume. And, and talking about babysitting, even babysitting from when you were young, um, when you first got your first babysitting job, that is all experience that should go on your resume. And that's what employers are going to be looking for is, you know, those little pieces of uh, something you've done in your past that will help them determine uh, that you're going to be able to do the jobs that they're um, hiring for. They're also looking for skills that you, you might um, put on your resume about yourself. So good written and spoken communication. Um, they're looking for ambitious and self-motivated individuals. Those types of things can show in the extracurricular information that you put on your resume. So it could be um, the clubs that you've been a part of, the awards you've one, uh, maybe specific group projects that you're very proud of that, you know, really show your ability to, um, to do a job or to stay on task, things like that. Mm -hmm. They're also looking for resumes that are not too, um, not too heavy in information because they, they go through a lot of resumes. So they're not, if they receive a resume that's three pages long, that's just too much for them to read through. So it has to be concise and um, easily to read through and making sure that it's complete with no errors. So going off, so your help, one of your programs is helping students get first-time jobs and like part-time jobs. So what yeah. was your part, first job? Um, I had two that were kind of at the same time. My first um the first job that I had, I got like a lot of other kids through their parents. It was um, a company my mom worked for and they just needed some extra help in the office. So I was able to go in and do a lot of filing and photocopying and um, minor accounting uh, working numbers and or actually no way back then it would have been writing numbers into um, charts, etc. because we didn't have computers back then. Um, so that was sort of just office assistant. And then my other, uh, the one that I got the job, my first job that I got by myself, I was actually a Dickie D ice cream salesperson. I rode the Dickie D bike with the bells on it. And I oh, ran, wow. yeah, I, I rode through neighborhoods ringing my bell and people would come out and I would sell them ice cream. That's a great job. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was fun. It was great. It really yeah. was. Everybody would be yeah. everybody would just be so happy to see you every time they saw you because they know yeah. the ice cream. There you go. Yep. So um, going off the um the the tips and stuff for youth for resumes. So how about maybe some tips for youth in job interviews? And now maybe not all jobs like will ask for an interview, but it is kind of, you know, like it can be kind of a scary process, especially if you've mm -hmm. never done one. So what are some tips for youth in their first job and in interviews? Absolutely. Interviews are definitely scary. And just the, the biggest tip that I'm going to give everybody is 
don't worry if you're nervous because everybody is nervous. Okay. It, it doesn't matter how old, if it's your first interview or your 50th interview, you're going to be nervous. It's just making sure that you're aware of what you're nervous. Um, you know, the things that you do when you're nervous. So do you play with your fingers? Do you look away? Do you, things like that. So mm -hmm. just practice and, and get to know what your nervous habits are and kind of make sure that you're, you're aware of them and try to overcome them. But that, that's just the, the one little piece. There are a lot of different tips that we can share. Um, one would be to research the types of questions that may be asked for the position that you're going for and practice your answers. Mm -hmm. Another would be to research the company that you're applying for because all employers want to know that you know who you're applying to and that you know about the company and that you've taken that uh, initiative to, to actually find out more about the company because they'll ask you a question like, why do you want to work for us? And they're looking for answers that um, say, not just because I need a, a job, uh, not just because I like to shop here. They want to know a little bit more uh, about your understanding of what they do. And, and sometimes just letting them know that, you know, that, um, that they are a, a mainstay in the, the, um, the little town that you live in, that they're very popular, that they are very community oriented, um, things like that, like little bits and pieces. They like the, to know that you understand what they do and who they are. Um, think about questions that you may want to ask. Uh, in the interview. So when you're, when you get to the end of an interview, an employer is going to ask you, you know, do you have any questions? And a lot of times the questions that, you know, burning on everybody's mind is, well, how much am I going to get paid? And when am I going to get paid? Yeah. We're, we, we like to suggest that we leave that question till after you are actually offered the position and that, you know, you think about other questions that maybe at that you'd like to know, like, you know, maybe more along the lines of scheduling, you know, what would the schedule be like? Um, is there opportunity for growth? If I'm working there for, you know, a few months or a year or whatever, would I have an opportunity to move up into uh, another position or, you know, more um, a higher position? Is there opportunity for additional training? Is there opportunity for additional hours from time to time? Things like that um, versus actually asking about your pay. Everybody knows that's what you're, you're going to get a job for, right, is to get paid. So that's a question we can ask mm -hmm. after. Um, and then sometimes when you're in the interview, um, other questions will come up just based on the conversation that you're having. But if you have a couple of questions in your back pocket, then, then at least you know you'll have something to ask at the end. Um, dress appropriately, uh, nice slacks, uh, shirts, blouses, nothing, no ripped jeans or anything like that. Generally, the rule of thumb is look at the, when you're applying to a company, take a look at what the current staff wears in their role and try to dress one level up from that. So if you're, mm. if they're wearing jeans and a t-shirt, you know, maybe slacks in a collared shirt or something like that. So yeah. just sort of dress one level above the role that you're applying for. Um, bring a couple of copies of your resume. If you're going to be um, 
being able to have a re um, interview face to face, a lot of interviews now are virtual. So make sure that you understand if they are, if it is virtual, how that it, how it's going to work. Is it going to be on a Zoom um, platform? Is it going to be on another platform? Is it just going to be over the telephone, Skype, or whatnot? Make sure that you understand what's going to uh, take place. Arrive approximately 10 minutes early. You don't want to be arriving just right on time because sometimes they're early, right? Yeah. Um, you want to make sure that you smile during your interview. Uh, normally, we'd also say shake hands, but in the times that we're going through right now with COVID, that yeah. definitely no handshaking. Yeah. But usually you would, you know, go into an interview, smile, shake, you know, introduce yourself, shake the person's hand. But not these days, that's for sure. Uh, speak confidently and communicate effectively, making sure to keep eye contact. Um, one thing that happens in an interview is the person that, who is interviewing you will be asking questions and more than likely they're going to be jotting answers down. So they're going to have to put their head down to write their, their answers, the answers that you've provided them. So as long as you continue to look where their eyes would normally be, even if they put their head down, when they raise their head, they know that they have contact with you and not, you know, having to kind of bring you back to the conversation. Um, sell your strengths. And, you know, you're going to be asked, a lot of times you're going to be asked, you know, what would you consider your weakness to be? Make sure that you have a weakness. We all do. We're all human. Um, if you say, I don't have any weaknesses, um, you know, that's not a truth. And the employer is, understands that we all have weaknesses. So kind of like, you know, work out what a weakness would be for you. And when you do advise what a weakness is, let them know how you're overcoming that weakness. Um, so try not to put, you know, say a, a weakness that may prohibit you from getting that job, but outline a weakness that, you know, let's say, well, sometimes I'm a little bit anxious dealing with large crowds. However, I've made sure to put, start putting myself into those situations and, be, and I'm becoming more comfortable doing so. I'm putting myself out there and becoming more comfortable doing so. Because you know what? A lot of these things are, grow, are growth anyway. Right. I mean, we're all young. We're all going to be anxious when we, we go off. We're all anxious when we get into large crowds, especially if we have to end up being the center of attention. And you really grow um, mm -hmm. from just doing it. Right. Um, but also being aware of what your weaknesses are and being aware how to overcome them. So really, I, I'd say those were would be the tips for interviews. Awesome. So I know, I know. Sorry. So I know your programs start at age 15 and like they, then they're various, how far they go up to, but what age would you recommend that kids should start to look for a job? Okay. So that that's a great question. I would say if you were, you know, starting to look for a job when you're 12, that's okay because look, there's a lot of babysitting jobs out there and that's where it stops. It could be babysitting it could be, um, you know, helping your parents or helping your grandparents or your neighbors with their yard work um, or doing some light housework or anything along those lines, dog walking. That all adds up in terms of your experience. 
Um, in terms of going out and looking for a job with a local employer, um, that really depends. A lot of employers are higher from the age of 15 up, but there are some that are hiring from 14 up as well. So really 14 for the local employers is, is general. I mean, you can always ask when you're, you're 13, um, but just know that some of them will be prohibited from hiring until you're maybe 14 or 15, depending on the, the employer themselves. There are some um, industry regulations in terms of um, who can work if there is a kitchen in the, in the establishment and things like that. But by all means, you know, starting when you're 12 is, is fine. There's paper routes, there's um, babysitting, there's yard work, there's dog walking. There's a lot of different things out there that um, people would be willing to, you know, pay you a little bit here and there. You're not going to be paid regular um, minimum wage. However, it will be a start. And it's something that you can put on your resume as you as you start off looking for your jobs with local employers. For sure. So, um, mm -hmm. so maybe going a bit more into specifically your job. So um, what do you love most about your position at YMCA? The thing that I love most about my position is working with the youth and really helping them to facilitate their own growth, yeah. helping them realize that their, their true potential and overcoming barriers. Um, I, I really have fun when I'm coaching a youth and all of a sudden, just based on, you know, the activities that we're doing, that a little light goes off for them, you know, and they realize, hey, I can do this, right? That That's really what I love the most about my job. That's so it's cool. not so much me telling them, but yeah. them coming up with, yeah, you know, really realizing their own potential. That's so cool. See, I always, I always like to see people that are, when they're working with youth, that they're passionate about the youth, because that always makes the experience so much better. Somebody actually likes helping people and helping the kids. Oh, so yeah. another, Another another advice question for the kids is when you're having a part-time job, if you choose to do it during school, how do you think, what's the best way to balance school and work? Like how many hours? What are you thinking? That That's a that's a great question, Brooklyn. Um, and I, I actually had that conversation uh, with a parent on the weekend. It was actually a friend of mine and she was saying, um, she was asking about, you know, how many hours students should be working because she was having, her daughter was having a challenge with the number of hours that an employer was asking her to work. Um, so I'm going to say, really, it, it is person to person, right? Because there are some kids out there who could balance, you know, 30 hours a week and their schoolwork. But in general, we look at, you know, 12 to 15 hours a week is plenty um, for work because school comes first. You have to make sure that you are able to, you know, um, get your homework done, um, go to bed on time, be up for school the next morning. So generally, you know, we try not to um, put youth in a position where they're working past 10 o'clock at night. Um, so 10 to, 10 to 15, uh, 12 to 15, 10 to 15 hours a week is generally uh, what we, we suggest. But again, it is individual. There are some youth out there that, you know, are able to kind of um, juggle 
more. And then there's some that have to put a little bit more focus on the, the schoolwork and a little bit less in, in their work environment. So uh, especially with the way things are right now and having to uh, juggle with their online classes. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's mm-hmm. also kind of a bit different, I guess, from student to student because maybe some could take on a lot more of a workload and school that more than others. And uh, yeah, I guess it's mm-hmm. like a whole, you know, yeah, I, guess I know if I've got like a math class and English class, I'm definitely not going to be working as much as if I had either ones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we've, we found that as well, uh, especially with the, the new uh, quadmaster system. There have been some who have had an easy quadmaster and so they are able to work more hours and then they get to their next quadmaster and they've got their really tough classes and they've had to go into their employer and ask for a reduction of hours. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we talked about what uh, the things you love most about your job, but um, what are maybe some challenges that you come across? There, some of the challenge, well, they're the obvious ones these days, right? With COVID, the restrictions um, yeah. that are placed, the, the, sometimes there's a lockdown, sometimes we're in the green, it's kind of going back and forth. So that's a little bit of, you know, it's unsettling. Um, sometimes there's, you're on hold to be able to place students anywhere or, or students are not able to find jobs, but then there's the complete opposite as well, because sometimes there's just not enough students wanting to go out and there's too many jobs um, because there, some students might be a little uh, nervous to go out and work during COVID. Um, but that's kind of what's going on now. Uh, also technology too, like, um, a lot of the training, a lot of people are doing training online and that's kind of getting in the way of them doing other things because that's taking them a little bit longer to do. Um, some of the other challenges, um, sometimes I find, we find um, there's a little bit of lack of motivation. Mm. And so, but that that's something that we work with. That's part of the barriers and part of the, you know, job readiness that we work on as we talk about motivation and what types of motivation there are and and we find out you know what what helps for each individual as it is individualized okay cool i definitely agree with like the covid and the changing the work places Mm -hmm. because if like if a business is essential then there's going to be a lot more hours there especially if people are quitting because they're oh they're worried about the virus versus Mm -hmm. some jobs i've heard kids getting just no hours then once like parts of it have closed very yeah very thin balance line there if you're trying to find your balance absolutely employers are having um difficulty kind of handling that as well just because you know, they get to a point where they have to either reduce hours for people or lay people off. And then um, there's a whole new um, slew of students that are wanting jobs, but they have to go back to the ones that they've already hired and make sure that they're still around and they're going to offer them. So it really is a a juggling act in terms of, um, you know, knowing when and where to to apply. So that's why, I mean, that's why we're there at the YMCA to help with that process. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. here's a question that we ask to everybody who comes on. If you could go back and talk to your 16-year-old self, what advice would you give them? I would say um, take all opportunities available. 
that's for sure. Um, try, try something. You, you never know if something's going to work. I know there was um, a job that I was kind of interested in, but I didn't feel confident that I would get it. So I didn't go for it. And I only found out after that, that employer really was looking at me for, for the job. And I, I, I lost out on a good opportunity because I didn't go for it, but to, you know, try anything, try it, try it. And if you, if it's not for you, then you know, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you don't apply, if you don't try, there's a hundred percent chance you don't get that job, but at least mm-hmm. if you do apply, there is more of a chance than zero that you're going to get the job. So that's a good point. That exactly. one Wayne Gretzky quote. Exactly. You miss yeah. 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I didn't want to say it exactly. But <laughs> that's actually somebody asked me about a quote last week, and it's, that's exactly the quote that I uh, indicated. Yeah. There you go. Well, um, yeah. we're running out of time here. So um, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie. We really appreciate it. I feel like a lot of youth are going to get a ton out of this. I know I would have loved this info when I was when I was youth applying. So um, thank you again. Is there any other uh, promos or plugs or uh, anything going on at the YMCA you want to let the youth know about? Definitely. Um, we, we're always going to be running the Youth Job Connection programs and we uh, we probably have a couple more groups coming up within the next month or so. So definitely um, keep your eye out at the announcements in school. Um, however, they are coming. That could be through your email, through um, the your team's um, accounts, etc. There could be some um, advertising on the radio. Uh, but definitely keep an eye out. Or if you're looking for a job, just give us a call. But YMCA, we're, we're there to help you. Even if you are under the age of 15, uh, we are still able to help with, you know, putting a resume together and, and sending you in the right direction in terms of employers, even though we, we wouldn't be able to bring you into maybe one of our other programs. We're definitely there to help you. Awesome. Well, there you go. There you go, guys. If you need a, you need, you need a job, hit up the white YMCA right there. And um, well, thank you so much again for coming on, Stephanie. We uh, really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Stephanie Van Jean, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>